Hey, I'm Pastor Larry Cole, and this is Torchbearers. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a 28-day challenge concerning the presence of God. Uh, about a week ago, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about His presence. And He began to speak to me about taking the month of February and just helping people to be challenged to focus on His presence every day, come into His presence every day, so I just began to write some notes as they came to me, and I found out that the word February actually means purification. Uh, so I found that very interesting. Uh, purification for the body of Christ is necessary to experience the presence of God. There's got to be a purity within us. So for the next 28 days, uh, I'm going to post on uh, social media, um, by email, uh, podcast, on YouTube. Um, we're going to do a 28-day devotional on the presence of the Lord. Uh, friends, This there is nothing more important that I know of than the presence of God. Without the presence of God, there is no salvation. Uh, anyone who tells you that they are a born-again Christian, they are a believer, um, they have experienced salvation, if the presence of God was not there, they were not born again. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3. So in order for us to be born uh, again spiritually, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit has to be there. So that's how important the presence of God is. Without the presence of God, there is no Word of God. It's just another book. It's His presence that brings it alive. The writer of Hebrews says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It says that it is quick. It is quickening. It brings to life everything that it touches. So this is the Holy Spirit, His presence, and the Word of God that is bringing us revelation, that is bringing us knowledge of who God is, that is bringing us into a relationship with God. So the whole month of February, we're just going to um, we're going to experience music that helps us get into the presence of God. Uh, we're going to look at some quotes from famous people past and present who have spoken about uh, experiencing the presence of God. And uh, I just want to challenge you every day to take time during the month of February to focus on the presence of God, to get into his presence. Um, the writer of Hebrews uh, says in chapter 8 that there is an old covenant and there's a new covenant. The old covenant of, of God is dead, but there's a new covenant that God has made with his people. And part of that covenant, he says in Hebrews chapter 8, they all will know me. How can we know him without his presence? Knowing him isn't just knowing of him. For example, there's a difference between knowing God loves me and knowing God's love. There's a difference between having the knowledge that, yes, God does love me, but knowing God's love means that I have experienced His love. It means that I, I know that God loves me because I've experienced it, and because I experience it, that love changes me. And that's the key to God's presence. That's the key about His presence that unlocks every door in our life. His presence opens up 
everything that Jesus died to give us. Without his presence, we are not experiencing what God has promised us, what God has given to us. Um, Paul writes about in the book of Ephesians that he wants us to know all the riches of, of the knowledge and the glory of the Lord that are available to us through Christ Jesus. That cannot be experienced without his presence. In Psalm 102, the psalmist writes, Come before his presence with singing. Um, we talk about coming into his presence, it says in Psalms, with thanksgiving. So these are tools that we have, that God has given us to come into his presence. Um, I, I think if there's one thing that's lacking in the body of Christ throughout uh, at least America, because I'm familiar with the church in America, we are lacking his presence. Uh, we have seen in recent days, recent weeks, recent months, that even a lot of the church is making judgments and decisions, making accusations, there, there's criticism, there's even rebellion, lawlessness, iniquity, uh, as the scripture says, within the church, just because the church thinks that it's not getting its way. Well, th this is a result of lacking the presence of God. Where the presence of God is void, there's no conviction. So these people that are in rebellion because they're not getting what they think they should get, they're not getting what the prophets have promised uh, would come to America, there is a rebellion that's coming into the church. The writer of Hebrews warns us about rebellion. He talks about when the Hebrews were brought out of Egypt into the wilderness, that they rebelled against God, that they grieved His Holy Spirit um, God says, I will not strive, my spirit will not strive with man forever. I'm not going to put up with all this. So there is a rebellion in the church today, just as there was in the wilderness. Friends, if we are experiencing the presence of God, who is God? God is a consuming fire, and that fire will, will convict us, and it will purge the sin out of our lives. So if you know people who are believers and Christians and they're still living in sin, they are ultimately calling God a liar and they are liars themselves. You cannot live in sin and experience the presence of God. That's why the presence of God is here to, to bring us out of sin. Uh, God is holy. We cannot be holy without the presence of God. If God is holy, that's not just an attribute of Him, that's who He is. So when a holy God brings His presence near us, it's going to result in us being holy. God is also a spirit. So His presence will make us spiritual people. We will quit being carnal in our ways. We will quit being soulish in our thinking and in our emotions. And as uh, Paul wrote in the book of Romans, I minister unto the Lord out of my spirit. So Paul was saying, I'm not ministering to you guys from a, a state of flesh, carnal uh, uh, being. I'm not ministering to you just out of good thoughts and good emotions. 
Uh, I'm ministering to you out of my spirit. So another thing that the presence of God will bring is we will begin to learn the difference between soulish love and spiritual love. God is love. That word in the Greek is, is agape. There are other types of love, like phileo. This is a love between friends, between brothers uh, in Christ. God is not phileo love. God is agape love. And as we experience God's presence, we're going to experience the God who is love. And, and that love is redemptive. It's not just putting up with, with things, putting up with people. It's not tolerating sin. God does not tolerate sin, yet God is love. So there's, a, there's, again, more issues within the church that we are misinterpreting Scripture and words, single words in those Scripture. God does not tolerate sin. Yes, if you are a sinner, you can come to God, but when you experience His presence, He's not going to leave you the same. So yes, we do accept as Christians, as believers, we accept people in the world and we show them uh, God's love and we invite them to come and experience God's love. God welcomes homosexuals. He welcomes those living in adultery. He welcomes thieves and, and liars. But if they come into his presence, his presence will change them. They will turn from their wicked ways and God will heal them. He will deliver them from their sin. He will make their hearts whole and pure. All this is a result of the presence of God. Adam and Eve, let's go all the way back to the beginning. Adam and Eve experienced God's presence daily. Friend, you do not have to wait for a church service or a conference uh, some type of, of corporate gathering to experience the presence of God. In fact, if that's the only place you're experiencing the presence of God, that should raise up a red flag within you. What you're experiencing in those atmospheres, in those meetings, those services, those conferences, what you're experiencing is the presence of God that someone else has brought with them. If you're not experiencing the presence of God when you're alone, that should put up some red flags, that there is something in your heart, in your soul, in your life that is preventing you from getting in the presence of God. So when we say, I, I love to go to this conference, I love to go to this church because the presence of God is there, that's good that the presence of God is there and it's good to experience the presence there. But your focus, your number one focus on being at those meetings, at those conferences, needs to be, God, give me the ability to experience your presence when I'm alone, when I'm in my home, when I'm on my job, um, when I'm driving down the road. Um, so, like, like I said, we don't have to go to these meetings to experience the presence of God. It's good if we do, but more importantly, we all need to be experiencing the presence of God ourselves. If we are all experiencing His presence, then, then that's why when two or three are gathered, there He is in our presence, because somebody has brought Him to the meeting. So let's go all the way back to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were living sinless. 
in the garden. They were walking with God every evening. They were talking with Him. This is a daily experience of His presence. The scripture says in, in Romans that um, the presence of God created in Adam a living soul. But it says that there's a second Adam, Jesus, who is a quickening spirit. So rather than God creating a living soul, He is creating a quickening spirit within us. This is the result of His presence. This spirit that is within us is now alive. We are now born again. We are now the children of God. So not only are we alive, but the life that is within us is transferable to the atmosphere around us, to the culture around us, to the people around us. How? Because in our spirit is where the Spirit of God dwells. This is the presence of God within us. So when we begin to worship, when we, we begin to sing and give thanksgiving unto God, we are releasing that presence into the atmosphere around us. So recently we talked about creating. Um, God first revealed himself to us through his scripture as creator. That was the first attribute of God that he revealed about himself. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning God created. So the first attribute of God that we see is creator. So the presence of God came upon the earth and he began to create. He began to create an atmosphere where his word could work and where the power of his Holy Spirit will bring his word to pass. This is what happened in the garden. This is what was going on every day. God commanded Adam to uh, be fruitful and multiply, to subdue the earth and take dominion over it. How does he do that? By the presence of God. What was actually the call of Adam in the beginning? It was to create. Create what? Create an atmosphere where the Spirit of God could continue to work. Um, so we know that after Adam and, Adam and Eve sinned, we know that um, they hid from God. When God came back that evening and he began to talk to Adam and Eve, uh, he said, Adam, where are you at? I, I can't find you. And Adam said, I was hiding. Why were you hiding? Because number one, I was afraid. And number two, I was naked. So I believe that Adam and Eve were clothed with spiritual clothing before they sinned. They were clothed in the presence of God. And when they sinned, that presence was taken off of them and it left them naked. Friends, even today, there are Christians who have backslid, who have turned away from God. They used to be clothed in robes of righteousness. They used to be clothed in, in, in garments of worship and praise. And now they've turned away from God. They've gone back to the world. They've gone back to uh, living in the flesh. And the presence of God has left them and they are naked. Uh, Jesus uh, challenged one of the churches in the beginning of the book of Revelation. Uh, he said, you are poor, you are blind, and you are naked. And he said, I, I challenge you, buy from me gold tried in the fire. Buy from me salve for your eyes so that you can see again. 
buy from me garments. So it's the presence of the Lord. Getting in his presence is where we find the garments that we wear and we will not be found spiritually naked. So the call of Adam and Eve was to create an atmosphere for the presence of God that would empower them to fulfill the commandment. One, to be fruitful and multiply. Two, to subdue the earth, to conquer the earth. And three, to make to take dominion over it. Now here is a huge key for the church. The earth was as big 6,000 years ago as it is today. And yet at creation, there were only two people on the earth, Adam and Eve. How were they supposed to subdue the entire earth? Well, God created for them a garden. This was where Adam and Eve dwelled. They weren't expected to go throughout the entire earth and subdue it and take dominion. But in that garden, as they were found faithful to create the atmosphere where God could come every evening, and talk with man and, and walk with man and fellowship with man as they were faithful to create that atmosphere that would then spill over outside the garden into the rest of the earth. So even now, um, I think the church is too caught up in what's going on in the nations and, and so much so that we are being misdirected, misguided from where we are now from um, our our shorter surroundings the smaller circle of our influence friends if we're going to see the world changed if we're going to see this nation brought back to god it's going to begin as every believer focuses on where they are right now and creating that atmosphere for the holy spirit to continue to work and to move and to bring things to life. Where does it begin? In my soul. This is why we've got to have um, forgiveness of sins. We've got to have repentance. We've got to have healing in our hearts and in our minds because this is our soul. This is um, um, right outside where the Holy Spirit dwells. So if I have darkness in my soul, then it's preventing the Holy Spirit from working in my mind, in my emotions, in my will. So I've got to come to God. I've got to ask for His presence to be there to convict me of the things in my mind, my heart, and my will that are falling short of what God has promised me through His covenant. Then I can ask forgiveness. Then I can rebuke the enemy that has taken advantage of those thoughts, those emotions, and my own will. I can rebuke the enemy from me and because he no longer has authority over me. Then I can ask the Holy Spirit to begin to heal my mind, to wash it in his word, to heal my heart, to get uh, out of me the arrows of, of anger, bitterness, criticism, rejection, all these things that cause us to fall short of the glory of God. So once I create that atmosphere in my soul for His presence, now I can begin to overflow that presence. Now out of me will flow rivers of living waters. Now out of me I can create a home, um, my house where God dwells. 
Now, when the believers come together, our congregations are known as a church of His presence. How we are creating atmospheres where God can dwell, where He can live, where He can work. So when we focus on His presence, the reality of His presence begins to increase. So friend, uh, so let's just talk practically how to do this. For the next 28 days, um, I just want you to, to set aside time, make up your mind today that during the month of February, I will take time. I will get into my prayer closet. I'll go sit in my car. Um, I'll just get alone, whatever I have to do to be alone with God. And I will begin to worship Him. I will humble myself and worship Him. I will give Him praise. And I will begin to focus on His presence. As we focus on His presence, His presence becomes a reality. As it becomes a reality every day, His presence begins to increase. So here's what I want to challenge you with in addition to that. So not only do we want to experience the presence of God every day, but we want to see how far throughout the day can we go in His presence, with His presence abiding with us. So a lot of people say, well, I pray early in the morning, I do my devotions, I'm in the presence of God, but then I have to get ready for work and I have to go on with my day. Yes, but you don't have to leave the presence of God. This is very important. Jesus, uh, in the book of John, uh, chapter 15, talked about abiding in his presence. He talked about it, uh, I think, eight times, seven or eight times in that one chapter, the word abide is mentioned. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. Abide in my presence. Abide. This means you don't have to leave his presence. Just because uh, you're at work and you can't worship him, openly, it doesn't mean that his presence is gone. The number one thing that removes us from God's presence is sin. The number two thing is just a lack of awareness of his presence. So I want to challenge you. Number one, make it a goal every day during the month of February to get in the presence of God. Number two, I challenge you every day, once you get in his presence, see how far throughout the day you can go remaining in his presence. And, and man, if, if it only works for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, and then you, you realize by lunchtime, oh man, I'm not even aware of God's presence. It's okay. We are learning this. See, when, from the time that we are born, we are being taught how to live in this world, how to be successful in this world. And when we get born again, the message is actually just the opposite. We're now being taught by the true gospel how to die to this world and how to live in the presence of God, how to crucify the flesh rather than uh, flourishing in the flesh. Um, and now we're learning how to... Um, how to prosper and how to flourish in the spirit realm, in the Holy Spirit, in the abiding presence of the Lord, how to remain in his love, experiencing his love. So I just want to challenge you every day. Join with us. You are joining with believers throughout um, Appalachia, throughout America, and we've even got listeners on our podcast throughout the world from the nations. 
Uh, we've got people all over Europe that are, are tuning into our podcast. I just want to challenge every one of you. Number one, get in God's presence. Friend, God is not holding back his presence from you. If you humble yourself and you ask him to forgive you and you ask that the blood of Jesus would wash you and cleanse you from all your iniquity, he is faithful and just to forgive you. And when he forgives you, his presence comes near you. There is nothing stopping his presence from coming near you. You have not done anything on this earth that if you don't confess it, God won't forgive you and then come near you. His presence will then create his character within us. We are the temple of the Lord. His presence is in you. He loves you. He longs to be with you. He longs for you to be aware of his presence, to, to fellowship with him in that presence, to worship him in that presence, to learn about him in that presence. This is the new covenant. If we are denying our ability to experience it, we are denying the power of of the name of Jesus. We are denying the power of the blood of Jesus. So friends, get in his presence and just let him love you. Just receive the love of your heavenly father today. Receive his love. Let that love heal you. Let that love fill you and release that love back to him. Worship him in greater measures of passion he loves it when his children love him. Friend, I love you. I'm praying for you. Send me your prayer request. I bless you in the name of Jesus this day to experience the presence of God and glorify his name in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.